Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. <clears throat> I'm going to get right to this. This is basically Eminem versus MGK versus Joe Button. Part two. All right. I already touched on the, uh, Eminem and, and uh, Machine Gun Kelly. You know, y'all already know. If y'all listen to the episode, <clears throat> y'all already know it cracked off. So I'm not going to go into it. Do the research. But last night, I stumbled across an interview that Sway conducted with Eminem. And Eminem <clears throat> is responding to the questions. And so he's getting open. So I'm going to play the shit. <clears throat> now, there's two parts to this interview. I'm going to play part two. Because part one is, I mean, it's relevant, <clears throat> but it's not relevant to this episode. So check this out. Now this I found this last night. So this video this video has probably been up a day now. Uh so I'ma give it to y'all before they start deleting the shit. <laughs> so here we go. And y'all tell me what you think. You describe your relationship with Joe Button. I mean listen, me and Joe Button aren't, you know. We're not friends like that. We're not like, we didn't go to the same fucking high school or something, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I get that part. But when I'm out here flying around to different places and doing interviews and trying to use my platform to pump up Slaughterhouse every chance I get, and you're using your platform to fucking trash me, and I'm one of the things that keeps this shit moving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're doing something, you got a voice in hip hop, so you actually, could be affecting this ship a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't owe me nothing. But I've never got in a fucking interview and been like, Joe Button shit is fucking trash. That, that last album he put out is fucking trash. So that's, that's kind of the attitude I took to this whole album. Kamikaze is like, all right, what if I give everybody my opinion about them? But look, I want to talk about Slaughterhouse because uh, there's a lot of, including myself, people that really feel like the Slaughterhouse saga was unfinished. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's a Glass House <clears throat> album that was pretty much completed but never released, right? Where we had left it about two years ago was everybody came in and different some some of the guys in the group picked certain beats some of the guys didn't feel those beats so they like the other beats and it was like there was definitely enough songs to put an album out but for the most part it wasn't a complete picture because everybody wasn't on the same page of what their favorite songs were so i thought they were gonna go back go back home regroup and try to make a few more songs I didn't hear anything from that, and then and at that point, I started getting really deep into revival. You know, I was recording every day. So, a couple months go by, and from what I understand it to be, what I was told, I didn't hear this firsthand, but okay. Joe said, Slaughterhouse ain't hot right now. We don't have a buzz. We need to put out a mixtape. From that point, everybody started branching out. Royce went and did his album, Prime. Like, everybody started doing their own kind of solo shit. So I thought they were just happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. they just wanted to maybe work on their own projects for a while and we'd come back and visit this or whatever. When we made the first Slaughterhouse album, 
The Welcome to Our House. The Welcome to Our House. That was another album that I felt like, holy shit, people literally just trashed this. They trashed this album. There was a huge fucking backlash of, oh man, this ain't what we want to hear. It sounds too polished and all that shit. Like, you're not, listen, you're critiquing these guys who are fucking wordsmiths. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're, there's, look, there's a certain type of person that, oh man, I like, I only like the beats. There's a certain type of person that will lean towards lyrics more. There's a certain type of person that will lean towards a voice more. They like better. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody leans towards, towards their own thing. But I was just like, holy shit. Because to me, the beats were crazy on that album. And only thing I did was added my little touch of like sprinkling music in these tracks and mixing them to try to bring out, you know, the production a little bit. Um, which I don't even know if I did any actual beats on there on the first album, but but all I heard was the backlash that it was too polished. Yeah. So we said, okay, let's do another album, and then you guys do what you want to do with it. Which is kind of we left the ball in their court kind of thing. So I didn't want to touch it in the sense of like other than give my opinions on songs. I didn't want to touch it I didn't, with my production because I felt like. If, if, what if that is the reason yeah. that they didn't sell albums? I don't want to hinder that, you know what I'm saying? So we gave him another album and next. Sorry, uh, <clears throat> sorry, this, hey, this is authentic as it gets, you know, got a message right now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> my bad, but here we go. I'll play a little bit more. And I know I hear Joe talking about who got that money, who who got what money. Mm-hmm. Like, he did say, I saw a clip that he put up an interview with him and Crooked that he felt like that maybe, perhaps, like he alluded that you and Paul got majority of the money. There, but, the, but the album, I hate to say this because I think the guys are super fucking talented, but the album didn't do much to even recoup the first budget. Then we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the second album that never came out. What money uh-huh. didn't you get? I don't know if I made a fucking dime off Slaughterhouse. I don't care if I made nothing. I believed in them. So I, you know, I wanted them to, I wanted them to be huge, man. I really did. I, I wanted a group that lyrical to fucking just bust through everything. You know what I'm saying? And it definitely hurt my feelings a lot when the album didn't do good, the first album. It was just like, fuck, man. Like, sorry, here we go again. You know, this is live podcast, you know. I don't have the professional, you know, like editing equipment, you know, this shit happens. On this podcast, you're going to hear alerts, you're going to hear ringers, you're you going to hear me sneeze and sniff, do all type of shit. <clears throat> but that's the uniqueness. It's, it's real. It's authentic. All right, here we go. When, when, when we got CeeLo on the hook of the uh, My Life song, I was like, yo, this is this might be out of here. What, what was the meaning behind the line when you said the last hit? You, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. The last hit you got was with your ex-chick. That was what that was. What's that? That was a tap. 
just a tap? It was a tap, but it was also saying that, that his, his uh, alleged domestic abuse mm -hmm. things or whatever, which I'm not going to get into, but, but I feel like... I feel like the reason I had to do that is because, like I said, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line between saying, you know what, this guy's really been cool to me. He's helped me out and tried to help out on many occasions. So I'm not gonna go in on Untouchable like that. I'm gonna say it ain't for me, not crazy about it, whatever, whatever. But to, to be the worst song you've ever heard in your life, have you listened to your own shit? Do you not listen back? Because if that's the worst fucking song you've ever heard in your life, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> now everybody has their opinion. You know, everybody's tied to it. Now, me personally, I don't really like understand the feud between him and Joe Budden. But obviously, the shit goes way, you know, way, way back. You know, it's like Joe was like, <coughs> nigga, you you were supposed to do this for us. Nigga, you were supposed to hook, hook a nigga. We were supposed to have a homie hookup. And, <coughs> excuse me. And you uh, said, fuck me, you know, you got to fend for yourself. And it's kind of like that's you know, like that's fucked up. And see, I've never heard Joe Button flow. I never heard any of his music. I don't. I know it's sad, especially with me because <clears throat> you know I'm in the music. But it's like, hey, there's a whole lot of cats I don't know about. <clears throat> but hey, but obviously Joe Button, you know, did some shit. You know, obviously he's good lyrically. And it, but you know, because it wouldn't be this bad. <clears throat> but you know, we'll see. I know most of y'all probably know the history and understand it. I know MK does, you know. So you know, he already you know like kind of like touched touched up on that. So like, if you guys want to like find out more information about that shit, you know, go check out MK on his show at the show at MK. You can check him out on YouTube. And uh, check him out on his podcast here on Anchor. Same title, the show. <clears throat> you know, just check him out. Also, while I got a moment, I'm gonna shout out Cool Ass Al. Uh, hit him up on his uh, podcast. Holler at him. It's called Getting to Know. <clears throat> that was a good ass show you had, brother. Woo! That was a good one. I didn't know. All, I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I did. <clears throat> I mean, some of that shit you. I remember you telling me, but that other stuff. Ooh, hell no, shit. I I, I see. <laughs> like I, I see why you 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 stay with that for for as long as you did. Cause shit, <laughs> that's a keeper right there. You know, but hey, you know, <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah. So now I think on this interview, <clears throat> hopefully it goes right into it. Uh, now Sway is gonna ask him about uh, the Machine Gun Kelly shit, <clears throat> and so now you're gonna get to hear his version 
of you know what happened on what I was you know elaborating on or whatnot, <clears throat> and so now you'll get to hear it come from the horse's mouth himself. And before y'all get bent out of shape, you know what, or to think that I'm trying to use this to to get people to listen and this this no, that's not the case. You know, I'm doing basically what any other motherfucker do. And it's not about capitalism. It's just like, hey, look, this is relevant. This is what's going on. I'm just giving y'all my version, my two cents, putting my opinions in and laughing and shit like that. So let's not get sensitive around this piece. You understand? We all just trying to do some shit. I'm just reporting. I'm doing the same thing you y'all motherfuckers do. So don't get mad at me and shit. Cause all I'm doing is just playing the shit off that I found. So I found it off some I found it off YouTube. Shit, everything's on YouTube. So here we go. The rest of this interview. Um Yes, uh, it's interesting. So we'll never see that Glass House album probably as far as you know. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answer to that. I uh I I want to just make it clear, though, that aside from the Joe shit, I think that Slaughterhouse is one of the best rap groups ever to ever happen. But that being said, I, I, I wish their first album would have connected. Yeah. To more people than it did. I don't, I don't, to this day, I still don't mean Paul. I'm like, how, how, what the fuck happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but look, man, everybody's not gonna like everything you put out all the time. So that, that was a dream team of MCs, though. And I think a lot to what you're saying um, in regards to why aren't people reacting to these wordsmith is that's how we came up, you know? And honestly, what people may not realize is that's what really separated hip hop from. R&B, rock and roll, and other genres was our ability to bend words to create patterns yeah. that made it unique to our genre specifically, which it seems like is something that doesn't get any credibility. Or, or people don't put a whole, not everybody put a whole lot into that. Now, they don't give a lot of credence to that, you know, which is probably um, Slaughterhouse could have been a victim of that, um, that kind of ideology. Um, you also, in this album, uh, you went in on MGK, you guys had a discrepancy. He mentioned it in his response song, uh, Rap Devil, mm-hmm. you know, that let's call Sway and ask him why I can't get on Shade 4 or 5. That was in um, response, so I seen him on the street once, and I didn't know he couldn't come up to Shade at that time, mm-hmm. uh, 4 or 5. And I said, man, come on up, man. And then I had to see him again and say, hey, man, I don't know what the shit is, yeah. but until that gets cleared up, there's no way I can have you on there. Yeah. What's the shit with that? What happened? Well, the shit is, just for the record, the the thing that was going on that he was saying about my daughter, I didn't even know about that until like literally like a year and a half later. Okay. I wasn't, it just, it never hit my radar. And then one day, you know, you go down the fucking wormhole of YouTube and whatever, right? <laughs> so I see, Machine Gun Kelly talks about Eminem's daughter, whatever, right? So what the fuck? Click on it. Like, yo.